You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Only pay for what you need when you download the Transit app in Ride Coda. Plan, track, and pay for rides right from your smartphone. Unlike daily and monthly paper passes, fares never expire because unused funds roll over to the next month. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Digitize your dollars and save when you download the Transit app. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to the Yanks Go Yard Podcast on a Pizza Friday. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante and Francisco Lindor is officially coming to New York to wear Knicks colors. Uh, also, DJ LeMahieu and the Dodgers, and potentially the end of this entire saga, why it bodes well for the Yankees, why it's getting a little sketchy, does Lindor affect everything, we will explain. And Garrett Cole caught cheating, along with like a million other people, in an article that only mentions Cole in the headline, image, and Twitter caption. Fun stuff. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review and a mailbag question. We are seeing those subscribers rise, and we love it. We could use some mailbag questions along with that precipitous upswing. Uh, that's what we're going for to carry us through the rest of a slow off season That has only been about two months, but certainly feels longer. Thomas, how are you? How you doing on this Friday? Uh, did the Mets getting Lindor, which officially happened on Thursday afternoon, disappoint you? Or did it just feel like reality finally coming to a head and becoming official? It's feel good Friday, or at least it was supposed to be. But I think this has us thinking bad thoughts in Yankee land. Uh, I'm happy for the Mets. I think it's a great deal for them. Uh, unfortunately, this is the exact trade that we have been proposing for the Yankees to execute since the day the season ended. If you're going to get Lindor, you could probably you could have probably drove the price a little bit uh, down if you're also acquiring Carrasco because the Indians were the prime sell off debt team who's looking to sh- uh, shed their payroll and they cleared 45 million with this deal and the Mets really didn't give up much. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, and then. Um, the two prospects that uh, I forgot the green and whatever uh, two Josh second Will. round picks from the, yeah, Josh, well, two second round picks from the last two years. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. So really not that, that neither of them were top 30. Um, 
And now the Mets bolstered their rotation in a very big way. They have all of a sudden have one of the deeper rotations in the league uh, just by adding Carrasco and Lindor. You have to assume that they're going to try to work an extension out with him and they'll have their shortstop of the future. It's just annoying because once again, the Yankees are sitting back and they're waiting for this one guy that has them, has their hands tied kind of DJ LeMahieu and they're not making any other tertiary moves that are kind of important. Did we, the, the only, the, the only reason that this sucks is because this was backup plan. Number one, this was plan B number one. If LeMahieu leaves, then you just go after Lindor. You take the salary for a year, you work out an extension, maybe in the middle of the season when the financial uh, situation becomes a little bit more clear due to the pandemic. But here we are, all these other teams who are not exactly you know, top-notch contenders in the Mets and in the Padres are capitalizing on this opportunistic market and the Yankees are sitting back. And I wrote about this morning, when, when am I allowed to get mad at Brian Cashman? I don't feel like it's appropriate. It kind of feels wrong that I have to get mad at the guy who's been GM of the Yankees since 1998, longest tenured GM in the league and has a decorated history. But if we're looking at his track record, he's got four World Series as GMs, but guess what? 98 to 2000, not really throwing any shade at the guy, but that infrastructure was kind of already built before he had taken over. I know he made a couple of trades to, to, to help the Yankees, you know, further get over the edge, but it's not like he really built the team from scratch. That's kind of what this version of the Yankees is. This is his first kind of from scratch reconstruction. Um, and we're just not see, we know what we've needed for so long. This lineup has been able to hit for four years now, five years now, and the team has just needed pitching. And there's, there's no, there's no development on that front. Garrett Cole signing was a great start, but you can't have Garrett Cole and then four question marks behind him. So I think this just, I think the Mets being active and the Padres being active are, it's just a bad look for the Yankees because we've heard of all these guys on the trade market. Like why, Every time we're going to talk a trade with another team, Cashman has to come out on top. Like we, I, I, in that article, I mentioned the Sonny Gray trade. The Sonny Gray trade was awesome at the time, but guess what? His value was decreasing, and we gave up kind of a bunch of no, a bunch of nobodies for him. So it was kind of a deal where he was trying. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Sea Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Kind of minimized risk in making the Yankees look bad in the event that he was going to give away a couple of top-notch prospects for a guy who was kind of on the decline because he had a terrible season before that and he had an okay first half before we acquired him. Um, and there's just never, I hate to say it, there's never the Dombrowski mindset. It's just like, why can't we just surrender like three or four top 10 prospects, get a guy like Luis Castillo that we need and just call it a day. Don't even look back. There's no need to look back. Just do it. Get what the Yankees need and move on because the window is now the windows these next two years. And it's just discouraging watching these other teams make moves and kind of capitalizing on this market. And the Yankees just once again, playing the waiting game and being reactionary. And I, I just don't like it. Yeah, this was a devastating move for the backup plan people who, who think they've got it all figured out 
and think yeah. that if the Yankees let DJ LeMahieu walk, well, it's no problem because there's a plan A, B, and C all available next offseason. You know, all you have to do is wade into the shortstop frenzy of 2021 and all your problems will be solved. Well, one of them's gone already. And it's, you know, a couple weeks into 2021. It's, it's, it's been seven days and, and one of them's already off the board. So now this weird mindset where it's like, well, if DJ walks, you know, you sign a stopgap shortstop, move Glaber to second. And then next year you get to just play in the pool with, with every free agent storage stop you could ever imagine. Well, Francisco Lindor's gone. Uh, the Mets will be signing him new extension. I think, I think that's fairly safe to, I, I don't think yeah. you could even consider him a part of the offseason. Uh, and nope. now it's down to Carlos Correa, who I think you can assume is, is not coming to the Yankees and is probably like 80, 20 to extend with the Astros. Right. And also yep, do they I even want him? Probably not. You no, can basically I don't take him. him. I, I don't want him. You could pretty much take him off the board. Javier Baez, I guess is available, but he'd be power ranked fifth on that list of available shortstops. With the Dodgers missing out on Lindor, which apparently they were in the mix, decided against it and chose to keep their prospect capital for something else uh, with a big move coming, reportedly, according to uh, some sources, uh, Talking Jake <laughs> said that. But with, with the Dodgers out on Lindor, that makes them all the more likely to retain Corey Seager either this year, get ahead of the problem. Uh, wouldn't that be nice if Brian Cashman would do that or next uh, in the offseason? So that that pretty much leaves Trevor Story. Um, and then at that point, if you don't sign Trevor Story, you, you've signed no one. The, the shortstops are gone. There's no more frenzy. It was five, but it was really two because it was really Lindor and Story. And now it's just Story. Uh, it's a different – if you wanted to make some grandiose argument about how the Yankees needed to play in the deep end next offseason, and that's why it'd be totally fine to let their two-time running MVP candidate walk, well, now the deep end is one person. And if you don't come to an agreement with that one person, the offseason is a total failure. Plus the wasted year of 2021, uh, you're basically throwing, you know, this year in the trash to play for one human next offseason, and then you probably won't get him. Or you could. And then congratulations, you got Trevor Story. Uh, yippee Kaye, but you weren't able to bounce a bunch of offers off a bunch of different people. Uh, it's not fantasy baseball. And, and too many people on Twitter are are too intent to, you know, they'd rather have a good roster and a great farm system than a World Series contender. You know, it's more important of for them to have like a B plus team and an A plus farm system than it is to just have a couple of rings. Um, and that's what it feels like for the people who were unwilling to sacrifice you know, it's, it doesn't, it, it's not going to sting for me that the Yankees didn't get Lindor. He wasn't a person who I ever really anticipated getting. And when you have someone like DJ LeMahieu on your roster and Glaber Torres, who, by the way, Lindor Torres, you're not going to find two better shortstops in any city in America. Uh, it's awesome. They're going to be on the opposite sides of this. Uh, it's a fake rivalry. We, we've said this before. I would love to face the Mets in the World Series. I think that's super fun. Um, but having those two people in the same city, if the Yankees re-sign LeMahieu, that's huge. The Yankees, if they re-sign LeMahieu, will have an all-star basically every position. They did not need to trade for Francisco Lindor. Um, but this just underscores how quickly plan B can fall apart when you're looking an entire offseason into the future. Um, and like you said, the annoying part of this trade is Carlos Carrasco, um, who we kept attaching to Lindor in packages that we proposed for the Yankees only because we could really use him. He's a number two starter in the playoffs last year. Um, and it would have been nice if the Yankees, it would have been nice if Lindor had gone somewhere like the Dodgers, uh, which would obviously have taken the Dodgers out of the DJ LeMahieu chase. That would have been super nice. But if, if Lindor by himself had gone to LA, taken himself out of, you know, the, the league entirely and gone to the West coast, um, then the Yankees could have stepped in separately and said, we noticed you're selling everyone on your team. 
how do you feel about Carlos Carrasco? We have a lot of options for you. You know, we can give you Davey Garcia. Yep. We can give you Clark Schmidt. We can give you a lot of people, um, sort of like a one, a one and a one a for, for Carrasco type thing where you sacrifice either Schmidt and like a mid thirties top prospect, like TJ Sikama probably, or you, you go like Luis Heel and Vizcaino, a, a five and an eight. Luis Medina, the breakout arm of the Puerto Rican Winter League this year. Like the Yankees have a lot of pitching prospects. Um, the issue with the Lindor Carrasco pairing, there was no real equivalent for the Yankees to pursue here. Um, I don't know. You know, the, the Yankees don't have an Ahmed Rosario, like this former top prospect who's sort of become a, a B, B minus at the big league level. Andres Jimenez is, is their number one prospect who just graduated. The Yankees version of this trade probably includes Clint Frazier, especially because the, the Indians haven't had an outfielder who they can rely on in like 30 years. Um, so I don't know if you want to do that for the Lindor Carrasco package, but the Yankees certainly could have used Carrasco and it's, it's disheartening to see him sort of just thrown into this Mets trade. And it underscores the fact that, like you said, Brian Cashman had an off season ahead of him where he could have been proactive for the first time in a long time because the rest of baseball accrued these massive financial losses. Um, and so did the Yankees. But once again, the Yankees started from a higher point of valuation. So if everybody lost money, the Yankees are still in a unique position to spend at least a little bit in an offseason where the rest of baseball is declaring that they are not. And instead, Brian Cashman has been reactive once again, sitting on his hands, waiting for the DJ LeMahieu situation to resolve itself. And it's, it's just unfortunate. And not only that, but you talked about yesterday, the Mets trading for Lindor is another worst case scenario for the Yankees because now it opens the door for George Springer to go to Toronto. Yeah. Because I understand that you probably at this point move Jeff McNeil a second because you got rid of you got rid of your two middle infielders. So now it's probably going to be Jeff McNeil and Lindor up the middle. I know it opens up a spot in the outfield potentially for Springer. But if we saw the reports that they were talking about, Springer wants 175 million. The Mets offered a shade under 150 million. Um, and now you have to factor in, okay, is Steve Cohen going to go over what he's comfortable paying for, for Springer and extend Lindor? I don't know. But then the Blue Jays offered 115 million, supposedly, according to the report. That's um, what SNY said, which is um, yes. you know, not close. <laughs> no, not close, but. We've seen what happens when the offseason drags on and Springer doesn't. I, I, I like I love George Springer as a player. I, in my opinion, he's he's the best player on the Astros. Me too. Uh, over the over the course of those those four or five years. But if if this is going to drag on and you know, outfielders don't exactly have unless you're like a Mike Trout, like outfielders and or Bryce Harper, like there's no one's like breaking the bank for a right fielder. I guess Aaron Judge, depending on if he's able to stay healthy for the next two years. But. I don't know if George Springer is going to have the upper hand to get the 175, 200 million that he's reportedly looking for, if that's true. So, and if the Mets fall out of this, these sweepstakes, then his value would theoretically go down. And that would kind of open the door for the blue Jays to maybe, you know, up their offer like 15, 20 million. Then he's like, all right, I'll take 130, 140 million. But yeah, another, another bad, another bad potential reactionary move that comes out of the Lindor the Lindor trade. So not good. Not great. Not, not good for great. anybody. Yeah. I, I don't want George Springer in the AL East. I have not enjoyed facing George Springer in the ALCS. I was, I was pretty, pretty dead set on George Springer being a Met. That was a fun outcome for me. I was rooting for the yep. Mets this offseason. We were, we were all rooting for you. The, the Tyra Banks gift. Mm -hmm. uh, we were all rooting for the Mets to sort of take Springer from the Red Sox, uh, which was something I was worried about like a year ago, which feels like 
an eternity ago. And now the Red Sox are the raised Northeast and they're just trying to get by with, you know, shoestring budget and try to contend uh, annually. And, and that's cool. You know, they're going to be media darlings at some point in the next two years, uh, but they're not exactly aiming to be big budget folks buying George Springer, Massachusetts native at this point. I thought they would be, I was reading for the Mets to take him. And now the Mets are somehow funneling him into our division in a different way entirely than, than I ever imagined. So Lindor to the Mets, not a, not a heartbreaker. Going to be really fun having him here. Carrasco to the Mets, definitely a bummer and, and more proof that Brian Cashman uh, is getting a little bit outflanked here. And then Springer potentially in the division, pretty bad. And uh, the Dodgers not getting Lindor is definitely going to enliven them in the DJ LeMahieu chase. We are going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to give you the latest on the Dodgers, the Yankees, LeMahieu, Justin Turner, and that whole mess. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So the Yankees, DJ LeMahieu chase, which is holding up the entire offseason, may be coming to an end. It might not be. Uh, Jack Curry on the S yes Network on Thursday night said what we've all been saying for weeks, that the Dodgers are the prime contender other than the Yankees for LeMahieu services. He wrote off the Mets entirely after the Lindor trade was completed. I, I agree with that. Uh, I believe that's correct. Uh, he sort of diminished the Blue Jays' impact as well, which we've been saying for for weeks. The Blue Jays had their moment where they were getting all the press coverage, probably orchestrated by LeMahieu's agent, getting Bo Bichette to say he's the best player in baseball, et cetera. Just this this week-long Blue Jays drive to say, well, fear the Blue Jays, but, but now they've sort of disappeared a little bit off the map, and now George Springer has fallen in their laps, so that's interesting too. Um, the Dodgers are the team that can put forth an effort that will scare the Yankees. Um, Curry reiterated that he thinks the Yankees are going to end up with LeMahieu. He even dropped the nugget that potentially he believes LeMahieu's team is now circling back to the Yankees this week with final offers that must be matched or exceeded. Um, kind of does feel like this, this could be coming to an end soon. And like Curry said, the Dodgers are really the only team that can scare up enough money to threaten the Yankees. But the latest updates we have, last time we spoke to you, uh, Justin Turner, it was revealed the Dodgers were offering him a two-year deal. He was seeking a four-year deal at the age of 36. Logic dictates that if he's asking for four years and LeMahieu is four years younger and is asking for five years, then why not just bite the bullet and go for LeMahieu and, and overpay him slightly and get this sort of Turner gnat away from you with bug spray? Um, but based on the information we have in front of us, as of Thursday morning, uh, the Dodgers had not offered LeMahieu an excessive deal yet. They had not matched his demands for five years, nor had they matched his monetary demands, which seems to suggest that the LeMahieu Dodgers gulf is just as large as the LeMahieu Yankees gulf. Now, all of this is good news, uh, though the chase has been exacerbated by the Lindor stuff, which, you know, another driving force that could get the Dodgers to start spending the requisite amount of money and making up that financial gap. Though, from what we know, they have not done that yet, and they are running out of time because it does seem like LeMahieu is getting ready to circle back to the Yankees with final numbers. Are you more confident now, Thomas, or at least as confident as you've ever been after the Wednesday news and the four-year deal for Turner and the whole and all the Dodgers numbers? Are, are you more confident now that LeMahieu comes back? Did you ever waver? I mean, where are you at? This, this does feel good. It feels good. I'm still cautiously optimistic, though, because now that there's this contract snafu with Justin Turner and the Dodgers were reportedly involved in the Lindor talks and they didn't want to budge on their prospects. 
I think it leaves the door a little bit open for them to say, all right, fuck it. Let's just give DJ that fifth year, even though we got that report from, from Jim Bowden that suggests otherwise, uh, because you know, plans change on a dime, especially with the Dodgers. We know what they they can they can flip and just say, you know what, let's just do it. We'll backload the deal and we won't have to worry about the financial implications in 2021 and 2022. It just also pisses me off that like, why did why did his free agency have to be dragged out this long? Like why? Like this is this is the thing that is annoying because we're DJ LeMahieu waiting this long to sign. I know he wants to get the most money possible. I know he wants to explore his options, but like, why was there a month long exclusive negotiating window with the Yankees? Why wasn't it a week long? And then he could go out for the next three weeks, figure out who was going to potentially offer him a fifth year or the $20 million a year that he wanted. Why did, why was there a, a month long window of nothingness between him and the Yankees just to expand it even more? Cause now he's what on the free agent market for now another month. So now he's talking to teams for another month. He's not getting what he wants because he probably was never going to get five years, 125 million, or even five years, a hundred million. And now it's hamstringing the Yankees. Like does his, like, I don't know. The players don't care. I, if I was a player, I wouldn't care either, but you're a fan and you're just like, dude, you know, the team needs like another pitcher or another contact bat. And you're going to hold them hostage throughout this entire off season because you want a fifth year in your contract. I'm not really going at DJ, but it's just like, why, why is this so much more complicated than it feels like it needs to be? I guess I'm feeling okay because I think the Dodgers want Turner back. Um, and I think that them losing out on Lindor does create a sense of urgency for them to either make a move for Turner or LeMahieu. And I think Turner is still probably that guy. He's the consistent identity for them. He, is clearly not really losing a step in his game. He had a great 2020 and he was good the season before. Um, so age might not be that big of a, big of a concern for him as, as the years continue to progress. Um, but we always knew DJ was going to circle back to the Yankees. That's the other thing. That's like, this isn't really an update for me. We always knew that assuming he was going to go out and talk to teams in free agency and assuming that maybe he got a better deal from another team. He'd say, Hey, Mr. Cashman, the Dodgers are offering me five years at so-and-so. Can we do that? Can we do somewhere around that? I'll take, you know, 10, 10, $15 million less. Or he goes to him and he says, eh, didn't really get the offers that I want. I'll do four for 80 and we'll call it a day. So this was always something in my mind that was going to happen. The dialogue between him and the Yankees was always going to be open. It was always going to be fluid. It was always going to be very candid. So this isn't surprising. It's just, it's now it's coming and we're, we're almost in mid January. This is the third month of the off season from the Yankees perspective, because they were bounced from the playoffs in in what the middle of October or whatever it was. So there's been plenty of time. DJ, in my opinion, just should have been signed to a contract extension. I don't know who wasn't budging on that front, whether he wanted a test free agency or whether the Yankees didn't want to negotiate against themselves, which has kind of been the narrative this off season it's it, to me it's it, it's just it's so pedantic and it's annoying and we shouldn't be in this spot but now we're watching these other teams make these moves and we're paying for it because like it or not dj lemayhu in some respect is holding the franchise hostage for making moves that they can in this opportunistic market but it's also the yankees fault because like who cares just do stuff and figure it out plan for the worst case dj scenario in terms of a, a five-year contract with the high aav and just do the math from there. Like, I'm not a math genius. That seems like an okay plan to me. I don't know. 
yeah, the only difference, the only update here is that everything we knew was going to happen might be happening now. Like, we might yeah. finally be coming to a conclusion. I, I mean, I wish the Dodgers didn't have an opening. That's that's the thing. I just I would love if the Dodgers had no opening and it was uh, just complete speculation saying, you know, the Dodgers might be a fit for DJ LeMahieu, but unfortunately they have seven all stars. So it's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> there is technically a fit currently. It could happen in Los Angeles. But as of now, the Dodgers have not budged. It still hasn't happened. The Dodgers are treating this offseason like the Yankees, except for the Yankees have only LeMahieu in their laser vision. And the Dodgers have Turner in their vision as well. And Turner is not getting anywhere close to what he desires anywhere else. It's hard to envision Turner. If he wants a four-year deal and the Dodgers want to give him a two-year deal, he's not getting more than a one-year deal or a two-year deal at maximum anywhere else. So it it really does feel like it's, I I don't know, it's not Dodgers or bust for Turner, but I can't envision him in any other uniform. So I I guess we'll see and and bite that bullet when, when the time comes, but Jack Curry thinks we might be coming to the end here. I I hope we are coming to the end here because the longer we go, the longer things like Lindor happen and continue to complicate the proceedings. If the Dodgers are going to make a big move, hopefully it's Turner or Eugenio Suarez in a trade or Chris Bryant in a trade. And it doesn't involve anybody that we have our eyes on. So before we go, we do need to mention the elephant in the room. And by elephant in the room, I mean thing everybody knew and that no one should care about a bombshell and you cannot see me, but I am doing the thickest air quotes in the universe. Uh, LA times report dropped on Thursday night, implicating Garrett Cole in a scandal. Uh, The scandal is that Garrett Cole uses uh, some sort of substance to increase his grip on the ball and also increase his spin rate. Now I say Garrett Cole because Garrett Cole is singled out in the headline of this article. It uses the last name Cole. Uh, The photo of this article is a photo of Garrett Cole in a Yankees uniform, even though this article takes place in 2019, did not play for our team. Uh, And the Twitter caption was Garrett Cole's text message to the supplier of the sticky substance. Uh, So it's Cole, Cole, Cole all down the line. You click on the article. uh, The guy reveals that his clients uh, for this uh, supposed illegal substance include Cole and Justin Verlander and King Felix and Corey Kluber and Max Scherzer and basically the entire Angels bullpen and starting rotation for the last five or so years uh, because this guy is an Angels employee. Um, so Garrett Cole uses some some sort of sticky grip enhancer, uh, which also increases his spin rate. Uh, if you want to call him a cheater, go on ahead and do that. Uh, but the fact remains, in the last several years, we have seen pitchers with giant pine tar stains on their hats, rubbing those stains. You know, Michael Pineda had pine tar on his own neck he was, they would go, Michael, please show us your neck. And he went, Oh yeah, no, I have it on my neck. Sorry. Um, everybody has been using pine tar. It's an open secret in baseball circles, in non-baseball circles. Um, it, word is that the hitters even would prefer pitchers use it because the better a pitcher's grip is the less likely a hundred two mile an hour fastball hits them in the brain tissue. Um, you saw David price in the 2018 world series throw a pitch, celebrate a strikeout by pumping, like pounding on his Jersey with an open palm and then being unable to remove his sticky hand from his own Jersey. Uh, Madison Bumgarner has slop on his hat. Verlander has slop on his hat. I guess the only, the only real story here is that Garrett Cole's text message to the guy asking for substances was incredibly dorky. He said he has to get out of a sticky situation Uh, And so anyone who texts like that should probably have like $10 million removed from his salary. It's incredibly lame. It shows that Garrett Cole had dad jokes on lock before he was a dad. Um, But there's no news here. The news is that the LA times for some reason 
thought Garrett Cole was the only way to sell this story. And then when you click the story, it's like a list of major league baseball players who do this. So the headline is like Garrett Cole cheated. And then you click the story and it's like every pitcher in the history of major league baseball has cheated, including Garrett Cole. Um, so cool framing. I guess we all fell for it, but yeah, this is a non-story to me. Uh, I was waiting for this to happen, to be honest with you. We saw, remember the video last year, we saw Cole gripping his hat and his hand didn't come off the hat because there was something on it. So we knew something was going on and he was in Houston for two years. So we know exactly what was going on there. Trevor Bauer has talked about it at length. We saw the career resurgence for Justin Verlander and uh, Lance McCullers all all of a sudden became the curveball king. So curveball, nothing but curveballs, nothing but curveballs, dude. Awesome. We, I, I was, I was waiting for this. I, I don't, I don't really think it's anything significant. Um, I saw the text that Cole sent and kind of laughed because uh, it kind of had a weed reference. So maybe, maybe he's smoking pot and and getting super high. I don't know. You never know. Yeah, yeah thought, maybe Garrett Cole was, was asking the, the Angels Clubhouse. I need to get it a, for that sticky yeah. icky. We we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never but, know. Um, and you kind of, dude. Look, watching Cole in Houston, that he, uh, I, I, people are going to come after me for this. He wasn't that great in Pittsburgh, guys. He no. really was not that great. He was. He was good. I would have taken him. We wanted to trade for him that year. We, I thought we reportedly offered that good package of uh, Clint Frazier and Ann Duhar at the that, time. That felt good, like good, that was appropriate. That good, good package. Yeah. Felt like that was appropriate, but Cole during his time with Pittsburgh, 3.50 ERA, 1.22 whip. That's not like entirely earth shattering stuff. One all-star season across five years. He was good. I would have taken him, but he wasn't otherworldly like he was in Houston. 2.68 ERA, 0.96 whip, striking out literally everybody. He had he had 602 strikeouts in 412 innings compared to 734 strikeouts and 782 innings for uh, the Pirates. And then you watch him, you watch the movement on his pitches. You saw his his slider was it was it was unhittable, and it's still unhittable. You're still watching him with the Yankees, and it's like that thing that thing looks like a fastball, and then it just breaks three feet, and it's in the dirt, and you already swung, and you're the idiot. You you look like a moron. So. There was always something fishy going on with that, but to be, he led the league in strikeouts. Let's not forget about it. He led the league in strikeouts in 2019, 326 Ks in 212 innings. So uh, never had anything. He, he, the, the highest strikeout rate he ever had was 202 back in uh, 2015 with the pirates. That was in 208 innings. And then once he, once he went to Houston, everything ballooned. So not really surprising. I understand he's pitching behind Justin Verlander and he's got, he's much more confident on the mound with a behemoth offense like the Astros instead of the pathetic pirates. But I always knew something was up. I was waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for it to obviously happen when he went to the Yankees because classic stuff, classic stuff. Let's now, let's now zero in on the Yankees. He made 12 starts for the Yankees. And now all of a sudden he's a cheater. And now everybody will be coming after him. Oh, well, you know, the Yankees signed a cheater, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they got ripped off. They paid all this money for Garrett Cole. And he was cheating for those two years that he was building up his value. Don't care. Cole is still, obviously he had the stuff to be one of the best pitchers in the league. He obviously honed it in some capacity in Houston and then probably had a little bit of help with whatever the sticky stuff was, according to this report. Who knows? I don't I, I'm not going to dismiss it. I'm not going to say it's OK, but 
Max Scherzer's also implicated in this. Justin Verlander's also implicated in this. A lot of other guys that are very good atop their game, one of the best in the league. So uh, to single out Cole here is is clearly for clicks because right now he's the best pitcher. You know, he had a way better season than Max Scherzer. Justin Verlander's out for next year with uh, after undergoing Tommy John surgery. So, you know, if you're looking from a content perspective and you're trying to get the hits there, this is the right move to put Cole in there. But Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Come on, let's 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 be honest with ourselves. If 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 Cole is doing this, then you can assume that a lot of pitchers underneath him are doing this. Um, and it just is what it is, you know. Whatever whatever is gonna happen, I don't think anything's gonna happen from this. It's it's certainly not the greatest look of all time, but it's also not like a damning indict indicting type thing. No, okay. Guess what? If Cole was cheating during his two years in Houston, he's gonna keep cheating. This isn't really cheating. Nobody seems to care. I would say seventy percent of pitchers do this, um, especially based on the list of names they named. It's just like, hey, you know, all those good pitchers. Yeah, they're doing this. Um, and Trevor Bauer uh, was was trying to insinuate that there was something fishy going on in Houston, and that he knew exactly how to raise his spin rate. Then he raised his spin rate in 2020 to the exact level he claimed he could using illegal substances. And everyone was like, whoa, Trevor Bauer, best pitcher ever. He built his brand, you know, number one free agent on the market. <laughs> so there, there's no repercussions to this. There never have been. This just kind of is what baseball is now. You use a little gloopy substance and get a better grip on the baseball. Yippee, uh, Whitey Ford used to cut baseballs with like a wedding ring. <laughs> I mean, he used to take out a little pen knife and like slice baseballs apart in the middle of games. Like Gaylord Perry used to have like hair gel and emery boards falling out of his pockets when he was pitching. This is a part of the game. Now it's a little more surreptitious and people have been doing this for the last, you know, decade or so. And I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, but anytime you can plaster Garrett Cole cheating on an article, you should probably do it. That's cash money for your website. Folks, that is it for this very packed Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review and a mailbag question. And that question could be, is Garrett Cole cheater? Should he be banned from the Hall of Fame? Happy to answer that in the next episode. You know what? I'll answer it right now. No. Uh, thanks for asking. Thanks for popping into the mailbag. Uh, until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib, and you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Caradante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. We're going to have some more content for you over the weekend. A lot of news happening. A lot of Yankees angles here, even though Lindor went to the Mets, even though these other trades and deals are happening. We got Greg Allen and uh, Hooli's Chassis, though, folks. So come on over, read our analysis on those two. Uh, well, one was a trade. Allen was acquired a trade. Chassis was signed to, uh, to a minor league contract, I believe. Yeah, um, so that's where we're at. Yeah, so that's where we're at. Greg Allen's got a 40-man spot. We don't know what that means, but a lot of talking points here. I want you to head on over to yanksgoyard.com. Also, head on over to the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at YanksGoYardFS. And until then, have a good weekend, everyone. Enjoy the Pizza Friday. Yeah, we traded for the Cleveland Indians 35th best player, and the Mets got Mr. Smile. Pretty awesome. We'll see you Monday.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.